Max Homer, his second win on the PGA Tour on his favorite course, Riviera. The 2021 Genesis Invitational Champion is Max Homer. Congratulations, Max. A lot of strategy, trust yourself. I did that today. I, mean, I didn't make a bogey all of this entire day, starting back to the restart, which was pretty darn good in my opinion. So um, yeah, I saw Tiger the other day. I was too scared to talk to him, but he's forced into talking to me today. So it's gonna be a pretty awesome moment. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Great story yesterday at the Genesis. Max Homa is a local guy who dreams of winning that tournament, and it ended up happening. The third time playing it while on the PGA Tour. Uh, that got home yesterday. Max Homa, 70-1. to 1. And uh, there's some people that had some tickets. I had a ticket, and our next guest, Vic Chalksy, had a ticket. At DocSquad33, BetQL contributor. Subscribe to BetQL with the promo code DAILY to get 20% off your subscription. Now, Vic, uh, I, I can't really ask for your thoughts on the hedging part of the conversation that we had earlier on in the show, because, man, did you nail this one? Uh, th- this is just so rare. Uh, you you had uh, two guys, and you had Fino at 25 to 1, and you had Homa at 70 to 1. So my question to you is uh, just betting the outrights going in. Uh, do you put the same amount on each golfer or do you set it up where potentially you would win the same amount on each golfer? Great question, Joe. Yeah, it was a sweat, man. But once they made the playoffs, that that felt good. I actually, what I do normally, and I, I've been doing this the last two years, is I just try to do some research and I pick four guys that I think can win outright. I, I usually, you know, three guys and then a couple, maybe a couple long shots, one or two long shots. And then if I really like a guy like Homa, I loved him this week. I'll do some prop betting. I'll, I'll take him in the top 10 or top 20 at plus money as well. And so a little bit of a hedge that way as well. And then I try to keep up with the live betting on the weekend, you know, and, and yesterday was a really, really good example of that. I took a small piece of Burns when he was up three strokes late Sunday at like plus 155 on DraftKings just to make sure, you know, I won a little bit of money or kind of broke even on some of those bets if Homa and Finau didn't come through. So that's kind of my mindset going into every single week, but I do put the exact same amount on the outrights pretty much every event. Vic, when you're going through and and looking for outrights, what's, what do you use in that process? Are you using the stats and metrics? Are you using course history? You know, are there certain things that you weigh more than others? I use a little bit of everything to your point. I love the Rick run database, Rick run good, you know, to look at metrics, strokes, gain, things like that. And then I love the history, man. That's what attracted me to Homa. You know, a guy that grew up on the course has played that course a million times. Like, listen, we all golf for fun. We're not very good, but when we play the same exact course over and over again, you get a little bit of confidence and these are the best players in the world. Every little thing counts the edge counts the mental part of it counts and and that's one thing that attracted me to him and that's why this upcoming tournament is a a little tricky maybe we can talk about that but you know there's not a lot of course history and so that that's going to be a little tougher but yeah I look at history I look at how guys are coming into the tournament looking at kind of like their last three or four events if they're trending upwards and then just looking at a bunch of different metrics on the Rick Run database. Yeah, so what's interesting there, Vic, what you just alluded to this weekend, 
And uh, my reaction is, which tournament are you talking about? Because there are a lot of people that are going to see Homa at 70 to 1. And now they're going to go out and try to find a 70 to 1 or an 80 to 1 ticket. But the problem is this weekend uh, at WGC, uh, we've got the best golfers in the world. And it's usually one of of those guys at the very top, top 15 golfers in the world that usually take home these WGCs. Uh, So are you focusing on workday or will you take some shots at the Puerto Rico Open? I'm focusing on workday. You know, it's a unique situation there. They should be in Mexico, but because of COVID, the tour moved the, the event to the concession in Florida. And you, you nailed it. You have a stacked event. All the top 10 golfers are going to be there, but not a lot of, you know, information right now. You have this Frankenstein-type course where, you know, different holes from different courses, they say that they've kind of put together. So I'm focusing on that one this week, trying to look at some metrics. I've been doing a little bit of research. The only real thing that I know right now is like Bryson won the NCAA championships there in 2015. So, you know, he's kind of the only guy that has some familiarity there looking at the metrics, trying to find some strokes gained edges. But I really think this is going to be, you know, anyone's tournament. You you got all the big guns there on a course that, not a lot of people have a lot of history at, so it's definitely wide open this week. So to that point where it is a new course and you have to do you know a lot of figuring out of, of how the course is going to play, which metrics are most important, one thing that we do know, much like out on the West Coast swing in California, some guys just play better in those events in California. We have a lot of data points in Florida with things like the Arnold Palmer, the Valspar, stuff like that. Will you look at guys that have had Florida success and maybe kind of use them as starting points? I will for sure. That again, that's another thing that I just try to go just looking at the past and those go back again to like the mental edge and just feel and having that little bit of familiarity. So yeah, I'll definitely look at that as well. Try to start with the cast a big net and try to narrow it down as much as I can. And again, that's when I finally finalize it to like five guys. That's when I'll write it up for BQL, put some of my own bets in and you know, just kind of ride the wave for the weekend. Excellent. So we'll be looking for that column over the next couple of days. This is Joe Ostrowski and Adam Burke, BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Our, our guest, Vic Choksi, BetQL contributor at DocSquad33 on Twitter. Dude, I found out five minutes that you're into, like everybody in. Adam, Vic, the FOMO is setting in. I don't know if I'm going to be able to hold off, but you're also invested in Top Shot. I, I am, man. I got in three weeks ago, and it has been insane. The last three weeks are nuts. It's like riding the crypto wave or anything else that that's kind of been going crazy over this past year. But I, I got into it about a month ago. That's when I started doing some research. A buddy of mine had told me about it. I read Jonathan Bale's article on it and just started to play around. It, you know, bought a card. Luckily, got a couple of packs. Hit the jackpot on a Luca Dante card that at that time was 1200 bucks. Now it's like $7,000 today. And so I've put together a nice little fun collection and yeah, I'm having a lot of fun and, you know, spending a lot of time in that uh, little discord there. It's, it's been a crazy ride. Well, as far as looking to hit the jackpot, we got six games on the NBA card tonight. And Joe and I talked about some props and kind of broke things down a little bit. What are you looking at tonight in the association? Yeah, man, I got to listen because I I love when you guys break them down like that as well. So did a little research today. I'm liking 
Early, I'm really liking a player prop, Jayshon Tate, over 11.5 points. He's getting the Bulls tonight. The Rockets are super banged up. His minutes have gone up. He can create his own shot. He's gone over that mark in the last five out of six games. And, you know, as much as I love the Bulls and they are slowly improving defensively, there's still, you know, some matchups to exploit. And they're 27th in points allowed, 25th in field goals allowed, and 26th in blocks. So, I think he's going to be able to at least get 13, 14 points tonight. So I see some value in his player prop. I did take the Bulls at plus one last night just because mm-hmm. how banged up Houston is. And and so I think there's a little bit of value there as well. But, you know, a couple other ones I was looking at, Luca going over 29 points. I, I know Joe usually rides Luca, so I, I'd love to get his thoughts. or I'll, I'll catch up on the pod a little later today and then, Bradley Beal under 31 points. Uh, the Lakers, to me, are, are stout defensively. They're going to slow them down a little bit tonight. So, you know, those are three of my player props that I was looking at and, and the side I was looking at. I'll, I'll write up the breakdown and get up get it up on BetQL a little later today as well. Uh, can, can you tell us a little bit about your player props? Do you typically focus on the points or do you dive into rebounds, assists, threes, all that kind of stuff? I mean, with legalization, we have so many uh, – so many options. It, it feels like in the NBA player uh, prop market is uh, so much more vast than it was a couple of years ago. It is. I, I do it all. I try to look at literally my daily thing is to one, look at the slate, try to look for matchups that I can exploit good situations due to injuries like the Tate one tonight. And, and then really just, I've been riding the wave on like fading the Cavs and the Kings on how many threes made. So yesterday I took Shy Alexander over one and a half threes just because they've been so bad at giving up three-pointers and he'd come into the game hitting two or more threes the last five games. So I look at it all, you know, made threes, assists, rebounds, like you said. You can even bet on if guys will have triple doubles. You, Joe, have been doing, you know, the points bet thing where you, you can definitely make a lot of, lot of money if you hit right. And so... There's so many different options nowadays. Or lose a lot. I, I try to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. Hey, you, you got to keep it real, right? And if if we hit every single bet that we talked about every day, we probably wouldn't be doing this. We'd be living on an island somewhere, right? So, uh, yeah. but all you can do is the research and kind of put in the work, trust the stats, look at the metrics, try to find some matchups. So yeah, I look at it all and, and try to find every single day. Try to find the edge wherever I can. So you do a lot in the the research and the handicapping process, and I assume that means also looking at you know the BetQL app and, and all of the helpful handicapping tools and resources that come along with the site and with that. So is the BetQL showing any value tonight? You know, the, they have a, a, a really good player prop thing dropping soon, a player prop tool dropping soon, which is going to be awesome. Uh, I'm super excited about that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, every day I do take a look at – what they like when it comes to like best bets and edges and, and, and things like that. It It's a little bit later in the days where they usually have some of their best bets that I check out. And so as of now, I'm not really seeing much out there. Uh, I, I tend to look at some of their five-star plays. Those are my favorite, but right, as of right now, I haven't looked at for anything for today. I think they have, they're on the wizards, but that I'm, I'm looking forward to when that's out because uh, looking at all the different angles and the injury reports. And then we also have last minute scratches a whole lot this season thrown into the wash as well. And on top of everything else that you're looking at, man, it can be time consuming when we have a full NBA slate. 
It is. It is that. And that's another reason why I've enjoyed doing player props a lot. Cause sometimes you get, you know, you try to beat the line or you, you get caught up and Hey, this, I, I like this number. And then an hour before the game or five minutes before the game, like Steph Curry over the weekend, a star will end up being out. And so at least when it comes to the player props, if the guy doesn't play, at least you get your money back. Right. And so, you know, you can yep. kind of hone in a little bit in, in that regard as well. And then you're not like stuck with a bad position where you put a lot of money down on a team and, you know, you find out two of their stars are, are sitting out like 30 minutes before the game. There's Vic Chalksy at Doc Squad 33 on Twitter, a BetQL contributor. Thank you, Vic. Big congrats on the home hit at 70 to 1.